podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. The boys are back featuring Chauncey Bosco, the wonder pup, because he's rambunctious today because it's been raining in uh, the Kansas City Metro most of the day. He didn't get to go on a walk, so he has a lot of energy. Know who else has a lot of energy? It's my man making his second appearance in back-to-back weeks. He's my dad's favorite guest of all time. I think he's everyone's favorite (laughs) guest, Uh, you know, and he's been a big part of following this coaching search. And he probably has to have a pretty high ego because he invented the phrase octagon of doom (laughs) and Jerome Tang has used that multiple times already. It is the man. It is the myth. It is the legend. And I'm not even going to say his username anymore because we need to give this man more respect. It is Jimmy Goheen. Jimmy, how are you doing? Uh, How's the weather out in Junction City? How are you doing today? Well, it's, it's windy and cold and not raining right now, but it has been so that's not fun. I want to get back to that spring-like weather we had during parts of spring break, um, for one. Um, second, it is it is fun to hear these guys talk about the Octagon of Doom. Even, uh, even Bryce Drew mentioned it in Bryce's little – Drew's little interview Scott, he had. Right? Or was Bryce? Or Scott Drew. Not, okay. Not, I was like, Scott man, they, they're rolling out the entire Drew family today. I, I had a, a, brew, a Drew slip there. No, Scott Drew mentioned it uh, as well in talking about Tang coming to K-State and that little presser he had. So it's been cool to hear that tossed around again. And honestly, hopefully that's back, maybe even back as soon as next year. It sounds like a lot of people want to get tickets. So that'll be good. Yeah, so I I, I paid $50 uh, yesterday. I reserved two seats uh, for next year. I don't know where I'll be sitting again. And again, it's tough. Uh, getting up from Kansas City for some of those midweek games but you know I they're affordable and that's the way to signal to the athletic department you have you're pleased with the direction the higher the stuff that they're doing Um, I'll probably honestly get a couple women's basketball season tickets next year as well Uh, and even though I will only be able to go to a handful of the games again it's uh, kind of signaling to the athletic department that hey this is my vote of confidence uh buying even if it's a season ticket or two and i'm excited i'm over the top um i'm pulling a bit of an audible because i I laid out a a mini outline with you before this but i want to touch on this uh before we get to anything i said we were going to talk about because i saw you tweet about it i saw you post about it and something that's near and dear to my heart and that's the creative side of casey athletics and the social Mm -hmm. media team um i think it means more coming from you because i think folks realize that I, i Uh, go to bat for these people uh, all the time. Um, And I'm not a biased person. I'm friends with a lot of these people, not to say that you're you're not, but uh, just how great has the social media team, the graphics team, everyone who kind of probably found out the news, maybe five minutes before us and went into hyperdrive 
uh, you know, getting all this stuff ready for the rollout for Coach Tang. Yeah, they've they've just been impressive um, from the start. Um, what it, Cody is, is it Isern or Isern? Isern, I believe. Isern. He's done I a should good job. know. I talk to this guy almost every time I go to a sporting event, you know, and I, and I text yeah. with them. I'm bothering him. I, I believe it's Cody Isern, and he's going to listen to this, and hopefully he sends me a text, you know, Wednesday morning and says, yes, you, you got it right, but uh, Cody Isern. And I believe yeah, he, Emily Starkey was doing a lot of work yes. because Jay Moline, longtime guy, and shout out to Jay, he took another job uh, outside of athletics. He moved to Arizona. So I know Emily has also uh, stepped up and done a lot of work with yeah. men's and women's basketball over the last few months. And, and I think Cody mentioned Emily McMillan as well in, in a tweet he had about what they've been doing. Um, but yeah, what, what you said is right. They've just done incredible work. Um, our, the last several years, we've had incredible people. And it seems like we've gone through quite a few even in, on the creative graphic design side. And, you know, that's something that's, important to me because i I've, I've taught graphic design i do some for the school i'm at at the high school I, I teach at so it's cool to see what those guys do it gives me good ideas as well for some of the stuff that i try to do um, at our smaller level and it's just you just keep waiting every day for another video to come out or another graphic design of some sort to come out that will uh that will will be on the website and on twitter and on Instagram and other social media. So hopefully they keep it coming. Yeah, they kill it on social media. And I, I'm not the only one who has said this. And I think a lot of folks, especially looking back on it, uh, give a lot of the credit where credit's due because the coach climb and hire, it did not have amongst the fan base, this universal acceptance. I mean, I, I melted down for like 20 seconds before I decided, no, like this is our guy. Uh, but th- it wasn't an automatic like it was for tang and i think the turning point was you know the photo that emily was able to snap on the jet it was those early videos it was the press release where they made sure to get all these different tastemakers in college football endorsing the hire they did a similar thing also and let's just uh, kind of move into actually no we'll, we'll, we'll come to that in a second um and, and again sorry I'm, I'm jumping all over the place but uh, I was going to get go down the rabbit hole of how universally loved this hire is. But before we do it, there was some breaking news with the basketball team before uh, we decided to uh, jump on here. And again, this is also kind of the evolution of student athletes because Twitter is not this upcoming generation's choice for social media. It's actually Instagram. And Nigel Pack posted on Instagram that he is declaring for the NFL draft. He had a statement that I'm not going to a full-on read um, because honestly it kind of reads a little bit more like hey like I'm really going for this I'm not going to turn back and I probably think it's meant to if folks really want to read all the words uh, go to Nigel Pack's Instagram account but he's going to the NBA draft and this is why I'm not worried really too much at all because things have changed so much with the NBA draft it's it's even beyond the NFL because now you can declare Now you can go through the combine. You can even straight up sign with an agent, do everything. And it doesn't matter as long as you withdraw your name by the deadline. I would imagine Nigel is coming back. And I think he will just take all the information he gets and hopefully become a better player. Hopefully this isn't a Marcus. I don't think it's going to be a Marcus Foster, LeBron campaign. 
not gonna it's not gonna be that but there probably will be a little bit of anxiety over the next month or so as he goes through this process were you surprised when you saw it are you worried at all just kind of uh touch on that before we go back to all tang all the time um yeah i i I saw it earlier too. I, I I don't think I would say I was surprised. I mean, we saw Cam Stokes do this. We saw Barry Brown do this. We saw Xavier Snead do this. So we've seen K-Staters do it recently. Um, the rules are even more wide open now. As you said, you can sign up with an agent now and still come back. I mean, with NIL, um, that's opened up things quite a bit more. Um, I think it's, um, honestly, I think it's something he should do. I did read the comment. Um, but it seems like that is kind of the newer development in the transfer portal era is, is you've got to put out these comments with your picture, um, which is fine. I think that's part of what those what, what those guys want to do. Um, but it doesn't really worry me. I mean, if he gets good enough information that he's going to go somewhere and make money playing basketball, more money than he's making at K-State, then I would say go for it. And if, if that's the case, I'm going to trust um, – Tang and his, his new staff to, to get it done on the recruiting trail and bring in people. Um, selfishly, I want to see him back because I think he's got a chance to be a super special player at K-State, go down in the record books. I, I've tweeted out uh, some of the records here. It's already set for freshman, sophomore, and even he's even already on some all-time lists. So if that's the case, um, good luck to him, but I hope to see him back. I think it's more Likely than not, he will be back next year. Um, but if he's not, I, I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, I would. If you're making me handicap stuff, I would say that 65% he's going to be back at K State, maybe 5% he decides he's going to uh, begin his professional career, maybe 30% he transfers. And some folks might like scoff at the idea of, oh, 30%, that seems so high. I don't think there's anyone outside of maybe Marquise Noel. Uh, who who would be uh, a more likely, you know, than like, you know, 60% being around because in, in the day of transfer portal, then also all of them except for Marquise Noel and Ish Masood have their free transfer available. So I'm, I'm not going to, there, there's nothing, no one could leave this team and I would melt down and think, okay, you know, just pack it in next year. I, I don't think that's the case. And honestly, I still believe, Nigel will, will be part of the team. I, I think, and honestly, I think he put that out. I don't think he's leaving Manhattan from, and again, I, I saw this just a little bit before I, uh, we, we started this. I, I haven't dove too deep into it, but it sounded like he was sticking around in Manhattan still uh, to stay with the team during these uh, spring and summer workouts. I, I think eventually he'll try to get in front of some uh, scouts and uh, GMs and all that type of stuff. But it seems like it's not really changing much from what he was planning to do this spring and summer. Yeah. Plus, you know, he's, you know, I think uh, coach tanks coming in tomorrow, I believe. Is that correct? Wednesday. Yep. He so. is. He's flying in. I, I believe he's getting to the regional airport 11 AM. Yeah. MHK so, regional. So, I mean, he's him, uh, Nigel pack and the rest of the players have yet to meet him in person. So, I, I mean, you never know what could happen when that happens. Um, but I think for, I would guess it'll be positive for most of these players, uh, the interaction with, with him. I think they will like him. I mean, I think he's very likable as, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about, but um, I think that's another factor. Uh, but 
I think it's a good decision by Nigel overall to, to test the waters for sure. Yeah. And, and again, even if he does decide uh, to go elsewhere, which I hope it's not another school, if he just says to start his professional career, all the power to him. I'll, I'll always root for Nigel Pack. Uh, before we get back to, you know, the reason for the season, which is Jerome Tang, just want to talk about our sponsors. First one, ColorCast. Folks, we will be going live 7 p.m. on Thursday on ColorCast. I think there's probably going to be some NCAA tournament games going at that point. But really, I just wanted everyone to be able to digest the introductory press conference. So that's probably going to be uh, why. In the, OK, here's my I guess there's four games on Thursday. OK. Never mind. So it, it is going to be during the Arkansas, Gonzaga, and Michigan Villanova game. But we, I just want everyone to get a chance to digest the press conference and talk about it. And then also Athletic Greens, athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Five free travel packs, whole year of vitamin D droplets. It's going to be a good time. Just go, go, go to it. Go to Athletic Greens. I promise you, you're going to love it. It's the perfect way to start your day. And it tastes good. It doesn't taste like you're going to chomp on a kale chip like it looks because it does have that green look. But I promise it has a little fruity taste. It's good. All right, let's talk Jerome Tang. And this is what I, I want to start off on because, again, folks listened to me and, and I was just a over-the-top mess uh, when, when it first happened. I, I was so pumped. And so much more has even come out since. The national reaction has been great. The fan reaction has been great. I haven't found a single person say a bad thing about this hire. And again, if you look around, you can find bad things about almost every other hire that's out there. Um, I, it's just shocking how much, how, how much love this hire is getting. And I, I can't applaud Gene Taylor enough. Jimmy, the last time we heard from you was like literally right after it was reported, <laughs> like within 30 minutes. Um, so you've had a few days to take it all in. Uh, I assume you're still over the moon with it, uh, but you know, you, you've been able to take in everything. Just where's your head at right now? Where's your heart at? Just talk more about this hire as we've been able to learn more and more about Jerome Tang. I, I would just say, I don't, from, for me, I don't know if a new coach could have nailed without even having the presser yet could have nailed everything so far just in the, the snippets of interview uh, the interview with these Scott Fritchin was was really really good I mean it, it kind of gives you a, a good picture of the kind of man he is the kind of, of uh, program he wants to run the things that are important to him um, all those resonate with me um, he's talked about a lot about his faith and, and uh, the importance of Jesus in his life and that's something that's also very important for me so um, hearing that has been encouraging, um, but then the found foundational things um, of what he wants in the program and what he envisions for uh, the next steps, what what needs to happen early in his, his career at K-State for him to be successful. Um, just hearing all those things and and then going back and listening to interviews he's had and, and, and other podcasts he's been on and all these things, he's so consistent in the the things that are important to him starting with his faith but then everything else that is important to him he's consistent throughout um and i just think those are the things that become the bedrock of your program if you have those built in and intrinsically you're going to be successful 
Um, he's got a lot of charisma, a lot of energy, um, just a fun dude. Um, and just really, really talking about um, what he values on the court and in players and in um, the intrinsic values of players, but also the skills of players and, and, and how those go together. So just all those things have been awesome to hear him say and, and just know that I think the program is going to be in great hands uh, for, the, for the near and the hopefully long-term future. Yes, I, I love that. I love hearing that. Um, here's something that I want to bounce off of you, and this is a conversation I was having with a hashtag unnamed source, I'm familiar with uh, how things were run at Baylor, and this is going to be a substantial change. And you as a coach, I've never coached a day in my life, so I'm not going to pretend to say to have a real big opinion on this one. But Scott Drew made a point to say this in his uh, kind of meeting with the Baylor and K-State media about how he wants all of he wanted all of his assistants always to have ownership in everything they did. Um, and then I talked to someone who said that, hey, there's going to be a big difference in how uh, Coach Tang goes about game prepping for these individual opponents. Bruce Weber was famous as to saying, you know, he'd have, you know, his three assistants and they would be responsible for a game scout and in conference, they were responsible for individual opponents. I've been on pretty good authority. That is not something coach Tang believes in. It's not something that Scott drew really did. They basically would say, Hey, all three assistant coaches were helping draw up the game plan. They were all involved in the scout. There might be one or two that are more focused on one side of the ball than the other, but it is something that they're all going to have their hands in on on all opponents. Um, as a coach, do you think that is something that is going to be good for the staff? Do you like that? Or do you like more of the uh, Bruce ap approach where you would have a quote unquote expert on people in the conference? You know, Shane was, you know, the West Virginia, I don't remember who had who this season, uh, but have a guy who, hey, that is their job is to scout this team in the Big 12. I I would say there's merit to doing it both ways. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't think Bruce's system was, was bad to have one coach do the scout and then do it year after year after year. So you've got a pretty good uh, kind of notebook of, of what teams do. Uh, but I also like this aspect because you have more guys bouncing ideas of what they see in opponents and, and ways you can attack opponents, ways you can defend opponents and take away their schemes and, defend their, you know, special plays, inbounds, sideline, all that stuff, the press, whatever it may be. So I can see both, you know, both methods having some merit. Um, I do think just overall the fact that uh, Coach Tang has been in the Big 12 so long is a net positive for us. I think it's something that gave Iowa State a leg up this year and helped them, you know, do well enough in the conference to make the tournament because he had – you know, Coach Otts had been in the league before, which I think gave him a leg up maybe over someone like Porter Mosier, who didn't make the tournament at Oklahoma. So you look at those aspects, same thing with Mark Adams. He'd been in the league before, you know. So I think that aspect is going to help K-State uh, be, be on pretty good fitting uh, with a new coach, um, you know, with, with a league stacked with darn good coaches. So um, that's going to be something to watch. But – It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out and how he talks about it. 
because that, that is an interesting point and, and not something I had thought about, but um, it'll be intriguing to see how that goes because I think that's, you know, I think there's definitely more than one way you can win basketball, but, you know, I think I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to see how that goes and, and what that looks like as he talks about it. Yeah. The next thing I want to talk about is just the respect that he seemingly has, uh, not just from coaches, because again, Scott Drew and even Bill Self raved about the hire, but you look around to the national college basketball writers, and, and it's not to run down uh, Bruce at all, because again, I think you and I both were rode with Bruce until the very last day. Uh, and I'll continue to like Bruce Weber as a man, and I hope he gets a job this year, and I'll wish him success. But I do think that we are going to see K-State basketball covered a different way uh, for the 22-23 season. And then assuming we have success, which I believe we're going to have, I think I think things are going to change. I think that he's a, a well-respected and big enough name amongst the quote-unquote basketball people where you're going to maybe get, you know, you're back on Big Monday. You're going to get some of these national guys coming back to Manhattan for the first time in a while. How exciting kind of is it to have that bell of the ball and see, you know, Jeff Goodman, multiple tweets about it, you know, uh, Mike DeCourcy gushing about it, you know, on 810. You have basically every blue uh, check on Twitter uh, in college basketball, tripping over over themselves to talk about how great of a hire is it? How like for me, I'm just shocked to have like the quote unquote it coach uh, of this hiring cycle because I did not expect it would be this resounding when the name really started beginning to sound like uh, an inevitability. Yeah, I, you know, you've got the national respect. You know, I, th- I think. With Kleiman, there was plenty of national respect, but it wasn't, I, I agree with you, it wasn't quite to the level we're seeing. I mean, was it Goodman that said, if there's anyone close to Tommy Lloyd, this is it. It's it's Jerome Tang. So you had that. I mean, you had. He said that at the beginning of the month, by the yes. way. Like, yes. Jerome Tang was getting. Before this, ha- the- before this even happened, yeah. And, and you had the quote, I mean, the quote that I heard on Twitter today from Bill Self, it's a great day to be a Wildcat. From Bill Self himself. I mean, it, when the KU's coach is saying that about our coach, that's, I mean, that's hard to, I mean, that's hard to, to disguise. Um, so, but so <laughs> one thing to cut in, and you, you probably didn't see the full video because, unless you did and you were just trying I did, to. Be I did see the full video. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did. No. I, I, I love, I I'm going to use that snippet of video for the rest of my life. I mean, Bill Self said it's a great day to be a Wildcat. I mean, uh, who okay. cares if the context was him reading Jerome Tang's or recounting Jerome Tang's new uh, voicemail? Oh, yeah. That doesn't okay. matter. That doesn't okay. matter, Scott. Well, no, I know. I've been, <laughs> but I also didn't want, like, people to be listening to this who maybe don't live on Twitter to think, oh, well, shit. I know. Here's Bill Self saying, oh, it's a great day to be – so just, just for folks' reference, and then, again, you can find the clip so you – you too can also use that whenever you want to troll folks uh, on the internet. Uh, Bill, Bill Self did, was recounting, you know, Jerome Tang already had his voicemail ending with, and it's a great day to be a Wildcat. And then he goes, well, I'll beg to differ. Because again, whatever. I mean, Bill Self, I mean, there isn't a better used car salesman in the world than Bill Self. And he knew how, how to throw his folksy charm 
on there, but it, it is a great yeah. clip, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have it saved in my phone as well as long as as well as Jimmy Kimmel doing Jerome Tang and Auto Tune. So yes, lots of great lots of great clips. Um, no, I, but I, but I'll just echo what you said. I mean, pretty much everybody nationally that has has made a comment about Jerome Tang being our coach has been a positive comment. It's been almost a resoundingly positive comment that this is a guy that's that's not only a good hire, but a great hire. Yeah, let, let's talk about some recruiting implications before we kind of end this with some of the rumors about who's going to fill out his staff. And I, I will say this, I, I'm hearing that we'll start getting some concrete names on staff confirmed on Friday. Um, but I also was the one who was saying the press conference was going to be on Tuesday the entire time. But I think there might have been some creative decisions to make sure it wasn't on the same day as Mizzou so you could get a full runway in the Kansas City media. But, hey, you know what? I sometimes It was a good decision, I think. Yeah, I think it was a good decision. Um, but let, let's talk recruiting, though, because I, I, I want to kind of reference two things. Uh, both were behind paywalls, so I, I do want to give a shout-out. So Eric Bossy, I think it, it was over on 247, he had – a column. I think he wrote it writes something up about all of the different um, all the different hires. He he was championing Coach Jerome Tang as a relentless recruiter and was really hyping him up in his recruiting acumen. And then Derek Young over at K State Online, who uh, might might be trying to get him on this week, but if not, I'm sure we'll have Derek on again very soon. Uh, said that he had some sources, and this is a few days old, so I hope he doesn't get mad at me. But he, he said that he had some sources that said that there, because of Jerome Tang in the next month, K-State has a shot at recruits, and we'll talk about this in a second, assistant coaches that they otherwise would not have any chance of getting. Let's talk recruiting specifically, because at the end of the day, it's about the, you know, Jimmy's and the Joes. It always has been in college basketball. To get back where we want to be, we need to have dudes. What are you hoping to see when it comes to recruiting? Let, let's divide them out. First, you know, prep, so high school or maybe even JUCO. Uh, let's talk about that first. What are you hoping to see uh, in, in this first staff? Again, you're behind the eight ball. You've already had letters of intent uh, signed. You know, if there's coaching changes, some guys can get out of their letter of intent. Uh, but it is it is difficult. Um, so what what are you hoping to see? What do you think is a realistic expectation when it comes to either high school or JUCO guys for this first class? Um, and then long term, what do you hope and expect to see? Well, I would you'd hope with the transfer portal era um, that that hopefully we can uh, Coach Tang and his staff can go out and get you know one or two impact guys. Um, I think I think he's going to need to find more length and athleticism, especially at the guard spot and the wing spot, you know, to play the type of defense he wants to play. Because um, the no middle man to man defense is a little bit different than what we've ran here under under Bruce. And Bruce ran really good defense most of his career here, but it was it was more of a gap. Not quite pack line, but more pack line gap based defense than than what uh, Baylor's trying to do um, with the with the no middle, force everything to the baseline, have the bottom guy help, and then 
you know, hope you can scramble and, and cover shooters if you get a kick out in a, in a, a, a cross court pass or whatever. So that's going to be a change that uh, you got to find the right dudes to play that. Because uh, you know, if you know, if Nigel Pack and and Marquise Noel are indeed back and and probably will have a chance to play a lot on the perimeter next year, you're gonna have to have some bigger dudes helping them out because those those guys are not very big. So that's number one. Um, we all know that uh, the five spot was a problem for us this year, and uh, either Tang's gonna have to work really hard and develop what he has there because you know he was a five-man coach and a four-man coach at Baylor so he he knows how to develop I mean they took Gillespie from a division three team and made him an NBA player at Baylor so who knows what could happen with with the players we have already on campus but uh, they probably were gonna have to go find at least one or two dudes that can play in the post as well Um, so I mean that's probably a lot to ask but with the you know you look at the transfer portal you go find one guy because you know, Iowa State basically is in the tournament because they found Isaiah Brockington. If they don't have that guy, I don't even know if they're 500, to be honest, because that guy was their leader throughout the non-conference and helped them go undefeated. I mean, they haven't lost to a non-Big 12 team this season, which is crazy. So, I mean, that's the kind of impact guy you can find. I mean, he's just some dude from Minnesota. I mean, it wasn't some fantastic player, but, you know, you get the right guy, you get the right fit. And and you're exactly right. Um, Tang has said over and over, you got to have dudes. It's about recruiting. You got to have guys on campus. And if you don't have the the right guys, um, you're not going to win at this level. So he understands that. I trust him. Um, but we'll see what happens when he actually gets here and starts bringing in his guys. And 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 maybe even you know, I'm sure we'll see some of our current guys not on the roster next year as well. Yeah, and and. That's that's honestly the glory of uh, the transfer portal. It's it's meant for these coaches who otherwise, you know, would have to scramble and try to find, uh, you know, a handful of unsigned high school kids. Um, you know, I, I think K-State fans are hoping they can get back in for Aiden Shaw, um, who I think is Kansas City Metro on the Kansas side. So yeah. Um, yeah. previously committed to Missouri, but didn't sign. So uh, that recruitment is open. I, I think, uh, you know, Tang and then whoever the staff is, I, I mean, I think that's one that you have a chance. He, he's familiar with the campus while not familiar with any of the coaches. Um, I think that's one you could get involved with uh, to couple along with hopefully a handful of studs in the transfer portal. Let's talk about at least the whispers surrounding possible coaches in the Big 12. Now, I, I know people hate when when folks do this, but until stuff is signed on the page, it's a very sensitive type thing. You know, you don't want, I, I, I would, I would hate for this podcast to be the reason why something gets out and doesn't get over the finish line. Yeah. Uh, but if some of the stuff it, that is being rumored is true, we're talking about at least one guy who is going to be considered one of the top 10 recruiters in the nation as an assistant coach. Um, and you're getting some probably there's going to be one headliner. And I think there's going to be two other guys that are going to be very well respected in the industry. Um, let, let's just, again, keep it high level. And we might need to get you on again, you know, a third week in a row to talk about it when it gets official, but 
if some of this stuff is being like some of the stuff that's being whispered comes to fruition, did you ever think that after Delonte Hill left K State, you would get a coach who uh, is seemed as such a big time recruiter ever back at K State as an assistant coach? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't I don't think I did. Um, like you said, if if you know if the, if the guys that you know have been bannered about a little bit out there um, indeed end up being here. It's going to be the best recruiting staff I think we've seen at K-State since Delonte Hill. Um, and Delonte Hill, you know. He wasn't a recruiter. He came with his own pipe. Yeah, I don't really I don't really count Beasley and Walker as real recruits because that was a whole different story. Yeah. But um, he did recruit, I mean, help recruit. Jacob Poland and and – Magruder and Wally Judge, even though he didn't end up saying, and you know, a bunch of guys, Jamar Samuels. So that kind of pipeline, and that's really the kind of pipeline we should expect a pipeline of three to four star guys, top 100 players, probably not top 50, maybe one or two top 50s, but every once in a while. But you know, those guys that rank 50 through 100 are the dudes that really you can build a program on if you bring them in consistently one or two a year and you stack your program with those guys and don't lose them, which is, you know, part of the reason I think we know the other staff, you know, our previous staff struggled is, is the retention of players. And so that's going to be the, the big deal. I mean, you know, I, and I go back to, you know, uh, Tang's quote about recruiting was you might lose a good player and maybe you lose to him twice a year, but if, you miss on a player that you bring into your program, you're going to lose every day. And so that's the other thing that I'm excited about is seeing, you know, the vetting process those guys go through to make sure they're bringing in the right kind of guy. So we don't have that roster turnover, which, which kind of led to, I think really the last three seasons of K-State basketball and the the struggles we had. So that's going to be a big key, but I'm excited. Um, it's going to be fun to see this staff come together over hopefully the next three or four days, the next week, and and see what kind of names start popping with K-State basketball, because I think they're going to be some fun names. Yes, I, I, and, and again, I, I think that it's they're going to be the type of names that help you maybe get in on one of the handful of difference makers that are still out there unsigned around high schoolers. I think you're going to see guys that are going to get you involved with some really high value transfers. So I, I think that probably over the next, what say month and a half, probably most of the transfers will happen in the next month and a half is going to be a wild ride for K-State fans. And, you know, I, and I'll say this about the fan base again. I, you know, I tweeted out yesterday that I'm going to get season tickets again. Ever since I did that, I I'm not kidding like at least five to six different people have DM'd me, texted me, me like, yo, if you're doing this, maybe we can get, you know, a group that's, you know, driving up to Manhattan from Johnson County on for, for uh, midweek games and all this type of stuff. There's an excitement that uh, is just in the air. And I think it, it goes beyond just basketball. I think you feel it with football. I think you feel it with the entire athletic department. And I think that's going to be something that I touch on for next Monday's show um, because I I think I'm going to do a solo show and I think it is going to be my uh, kind of 
open letter to K-State about how and why they need to capitalize on this. Because again, if you don't strike while the iron's hot, um, you know, you, you lose out momentum. And while the next two months are going to be a lot of fun, I think you're going to see some more football transfers coming in and probably out. You're going to see basketball transfers and recruits coming in and probably out, but you, you're never going to be able to regain the excitement you currently have. And I think you need to capitalize it on it in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be the, the main topic that I talk about uh, when I record Sunday and publish that on Monday. So um, I want to leave on this. What do you want to see Jerome Tang do in his opening press conference on Thursday? I, I first want to applaud K-State, um, and, and it really is kind of the whole 360-degree difference of when Bruce came in. Mm -hmm. If you look, it, it, it symbolically, it's in the same place. Bruce had his opening press conference in the Legends Room. Tang is going to be in the Shamrock Zone, which is where the Legends Room used to be. And it was a quick turnaround. It was Bruce Weber's hired. And this afternoon we're having his press conference and it's open to the public. Now they changed their mind for the open to the public thing. Sinks were broken. Protests happened. All sorts of stuff happened. And the entire rollout of Bruce was horrible. Bruce didn't have a chance uh, based on where the fan base was, but K-State didn't do anything the right way to help him out. They've done everything 360 degree difference. They rolled out Tang with a media plan. The fans backed it and they're giving some air between the initial excitement. Then they give you your second jolt when he does address the media and the fans in the Shamrock zone. And the reason why I'm putting some importance on this is because this is the last chance to kind of garner some media attention in Kansas city. Dennis Gates, who I was much higher on than almost anybody, had a pretty good press conference for Missouri. It was a little cringy at the beginning, but he did great from that moment on. And that was wall-to-wall -wall Kansas City sports talk from noon on. They carried it live. They talked about how well he did, all this type of stuff. I believe KU is playing in the Sweet 16 on Friday. Royals are about to kick off. Chiefs are doing all sorts of free agent stuff. The draft is coming up. And again, the last chance you get to make an impression on the Kansas City media is going to be that press conference. Now, I think he's doing a car wash. I think he's going to be on with 610 and 810 both tomorrow. But again, that, that's going to be your last chance before it is all KU and professional sports in the media market that matters most for K-State. So he needs to hit it out of the park, not only with the fans, but throw red meat out to the Kansas City market. I don't know what that looks like. I, if, if I did, I would be in media relations. I'd be, I'd be helping write speeches. Um, there are things I know I want to see, but I really am more interested in what sort of notes do you want him to hit? Because again, it's going to be more than a 30-second video. It's going to be more than like an advertisement for students to buy their passes. Um, so he's going to have to, and I, I have faith in him. He's a great speaker. Any interview, any podcast he's done, he's hit it out of the park. But what sort of notes, what sort of things do you want to see him hit for that introductory press conference on Thursday? 
I would, I would say some of the things we've talked about, um, you know, connecting to K-State past and, and uh, the highlights of, of, of where this program has been and what they've achieved. Um, you know, he's seen 19 years of it firsthand. So he's got a pretty good uh, experience level with this program and being in Bramwich Coliseum, the Octagon of Doom, and seeing different players. But then even tying back to even even before that, uh, Long Kruger, Jack Hartman, back on and on. Um, no, no silly mistakes. I think, you know, not to bring this up again, but Bruce mispronounced a couple names in his opening press conference, which did not help him at all. And, I mean, I've heard K-Staters even mention it in the past couple weeks. So... Well, K-Staters probably need to chill out a bit because 99%, not 99, there's still a handful of folks who spell Nigel with a G. No, I agree. So whenever they're talking about John Curry, they never figured out how to spell Curry. I agree. But but it's like you said, you only get one chance to do that. And then, you know, just laying out his vision for K-State basketball, where he wants to take it, what he wants to see happen, um, what his plan is. Um, You know, like you said, he's a great – uh, Coach Tang's a great storyteller, teller, and uh, you know he's very energetic, charismatic, enthusiastic, and just to continue bringing that out as he talks to the fan base, and and like you said, to basically, you know, whoever's listening, Kansas City area is a big target for, you know, getting our fans back involved. So um, those things, um, his vision, you know, to connect to the players. You know, I'm sure in in many ways um, these can be recruiting tools for these guys because they're getting stuff out there. So, you know, however he needs to use that, however he uses that best, I think that'll be big. Um, But those are kind of some of the highlights I'm looking forward to. And, you know, just hearing him continue to back up the things he's he's already said, of course, will be uh, fun to to hear and – just the the beginning, the official beginning of a new era. Um, it, it, it's exciting to see, and it'll be fun to, to hear what he has to say. All right, we're going to end on a quick game, and then we're going to call it a night. But before we do, remember, athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. With your first order, you will get five free travel packs and a year's supply of the vitamin D droplets. Again, folks, I, I start it every morning. It's better than coffee, and, I, and I'm a freaking – I used to be a caffeine addict. I used to love – drinking coffee and I'll occasionally still do it, but I start my mornings with athletic greens and remember Thursday evening, 7 PM, we're going to go live on Colorcast to talk about that press conference. And speaking of the press conference, this is the game we're going to play. Jimmy, I'm either going to say a phrase or a word and you're either going to have to tell me yes or no. It he, coach Tang it has to be coach Tang says it in the press conference, either in his opening statements or as part of an answer. The first one is going to be the color lavender. Does he say the word lavender? No. Okay. Does he say the name Jacob Poland? Yes. Does he say the name Bruce Weber? Yes. Does he say the phrase cutting down the nets, cutting some nets, or make reference to cutting down nets? Yes. Does he mention or make any reference to the shoe supplier, Nike? No. 
over under the amount of times he says the the name of the city Manhattan four and a half under okay and then I, I was coming up with this on the fly because I thought it'd be funny all right and then the final one does is there a picture that circulates within six hours of the end of his pref, press conference of him and Willie Wildcat yes okay all right there we go I might try to come up with an official uh, game card or something like that before the press conference, which is noon on Thursday. It's going to be on Facebook. It's going to be on ESPN plus. I think it'll be on the radio with some of the radio network uh, affiliates. Um, And yeah, are are there any other, are there any phrases or words you would want me to put on this uh, game? If I'm going to put it out on Twitter. Over under octagon of doom. I, I, I would set the over under it like two and a half uh, no i'd say that one and a half because i guarantee he says it once does he go back for a second time yeah that's 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 what i'm kind of getting at is, is how much does he go at it um over under greatest fans in america i think i think one and a half again because i think what it'll be is he'll he'll, he'll mention you know oh bring back the octagon of doom because we have the best fans in america toughest home court I think that's going to be all one sentence. I don't know if he'll double back to it though. Cause I think he'll have his points he wants to hit. And I don't know if uh, then there's going to be an opportunity for him to go back to those with the questions being asked. That's true. That's a good point. Oh, here, here's one Time out. If you were going to be there and I, I'm assuming you're not going to, but I mean, you, you are a, you do I have like to, but, but if, if, if you were going to ask a question, what would the question you would want to ask, want, want to ask? I would ask. I would ask something about his offensive philosophy and what he wants to see. Happen. I mean, he mentioned a little bit in his interview with uh, with uh, D. Scott of having complimentary basketball, basically, and and how he views things. But just a little bit about what kind of offensive system he prefers. If it's a continuity offense, motion offense ball screen heavy whatever something along those lines to see what you know where where he sees that initially yeah that's a good question i would ask him how often he's going to come on bosco's boys that's that's a good question too look i'm not going to try to weaponize our our followers i'm not going to try to you know put anyone in the doghouse uh like like we used to back in the day but if folks just happen to tweet at tom gilbert saying that you would really enjoy Coach Tang coming on Bosco's boys, like, I'm not going to be mad at folks if that happened. I'm not telling you to do it. And if you do it, please do it respectfully. But, you know, just throwing it out there. I've already sent the email. I hope Tom gets back to me. I would love Coach Tang. Hoping to get Gene Taylor on next week. uh, So I'll I'll be able to ask Gene Taylor about this coaching search. But uh, by by the way, just since you mentioned Gene, I thought he did a magnificent job with this coaching search. You know, oh, I, from everything we've heard, he went after every candidate that K Staters wanted as hard as he could, and then I think ended up making a fantastic hire. So I, I'm debating this, and I'll ask you this. And uh, you know, if anyone wants to talk about it on Twitter, don't at Gene because if I do it, I want it to be a surprise. I'm debating if if we can make it work with Gene next week to the very first question, be like. 
Hey, Gene, before we talk about, you know, Coach Tang, I have to ask everything that's been on K-Stater's mind. You know, almost everyone I talked to, want to wanted to bring back one of our own and that is Bosco the dog so you know you're kind of making him think you're going to ask about Brad Underwood there's the B right there uh but but he he hates he when I asked him that the first time he absolutely hated it um and then I think uh even Cody Izzern like one time maybe said something to him and, and and he was just like, we're not bringing back a dog. So I think he secretly hates everything about Bosco the dog. So I don't want him to like exit out of the Zoom or him exit out uh, me like me at like him thinking I was about to ask about Brad. I don't know what it actually would be worse for Gene, um, but I'm probably not going to do it. But if enough people DM me and tell me to, then maybe I might. Definitely. Yeah, so sorry, you I didn't mean to, to cut you off. You need to push any any and all gene buttons you can when you get them on the show again i don't know man because because it's going to be via zoom every other time we've we've done yeah, stuff with true. gene it's been in person and like i'm trying to make kenny laugh in the background like the the, the two times we, we we've gone or no has it been three how many times have we had gene on i think it might be three one of them was with via zoom though but the two times we went in there it was mainly just kind of like me trying to make Kenny laugh in the background, like when I was asking some of the questions. So uh, I, I think when we asked Gene, I think we asked him the boxers or briefs question. And I think oh, yeah, just yeah. lost it. So. <laughs> and then the, that's Chauncey. I'm going to take that as a cue to, yeah. to call it a night because Chauncey's going crazy. But any final words to uh, all the boneheads listening? I would just say, you know, enjoy this. Enjoy this time because uh, this is the fun part of the coaching search, getting a good hire, enjoying all the, the info and the content and seeing K-State social put out great stuff and uh, enjoy that. And then, you know, look forward to the season next year. It's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, interesting to see a new year of K-State basketball. And I look forward to seeing what happens and, and how Coach Tang gets us started next year. Perfect. Uh, Jimmy, thank you again for coming on um, to the to the fans. Hey, you know, this is dropping on Wednesday. We're going to have a show uh, Thursday and Friday. I'm working on a couple things. Uh, really hope one of them comes to fruition. Um, I don't know if we're going to go for a full five next week, at least two next week. Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do three straight weeks with one a day because again, the Kansas City media did not really cover the search and you know, they're, they're talking about Tang, but not in the level that K-State fans want to hear. There's other podcasts that are doing a great job. That's once a week. I'm trying to give you guys as much as you're willing to listen. And based on the numbers, you guys are really listening. So I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening throughout the search and now in the Tang era. And then thank you to all the guests. I think Jimmy is the first one I've had double up. Um, back-to-back weeks and again if we're going next week for a full five then I'm gonna do my damnedest to get Jimmy back on again we love you guys again color cast on Thursday 7 p.m uh and yeah buckle up Grant's still waiting at the cat head I promise you guys he's always going to be there go find him hail to the purple hail to the white Wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight, hail alma mater.
Podcast Network.